Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we remember Colossians 1. Can I get Colossians 1.27? If you didn't get anything from last week, the one thing that I wanted us to go home with is Colossians 1.27. He said, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. And what is the mystery? Which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. So we left here knowing that Christ in us. Hallelujah. Christ liveth in you. Amen. Christ liveth in you. Hallelujah. So from 2 Corinthians 3, 5, uh, 3, 5 to 6, with well, for the month of March, which has seeped into April. Amen. He says that it is not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own. Our qualification comes from God. He has enabled us to be ministers of this new covenant. Hallelujah. This is a covenant not written with laws, but of the Spirit. The old written covenant ends in death. But under the new covenant... The Spirit gives life. Hallelujah. The Spirit gives what? Life. Hallelujah. Amen. And this Tuesday, our Bible study was on eternal life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It was such a blessed time before the Lord and to talk about the Word of God. Amen. 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 Then we also read that from Jeremiah 31, 31 to 34. So what is this new covenant? What is this new covenant that he's talking about in Corinthians? He said that, do do you, okay, uh, this is the King James. I'll be reading from the NLT. He said, the day is coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. This covenant will not be like the one I made with the ancestors. When I took them by the hand and brought them out of the land of Egypt. They broke that covenant, though I love them as husband loves his wife. Husbands in the house. Hey, there's no husband in the house. Husbands in the house. Amen. Amen. We loveth our wives. Amen. But this is the new covenant I will make with the people of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my instruction deep within them. And I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. And they will not need to teach their neighbors, nor will they need to teach their relatives, saying, You should know the Lord. For everyone from the least to the greatest will know me already, says the Lord. And I will forgive their wickedness, and I will never again remember their sins no more. Hallelujah. So from that new covenant, we talked about the new covenant, which it's underlined or signed or, 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 or sealed with the Lord Jesus Christ who lives in us. Hallelujah. And now we also talked a little bit about Abraham. Amen. So now that Christ is in us, this is where the, this is where the work starts. Hallelujah. It is just the beginning. Hallelujah that Christ has come to live in us because we have believed in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 
It is nothing more, but it comes by belief and through the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, from... So then, um, from Hebrews 9.15, he says that this is why he is the one who mediates a new covenant between God and people, so that all who are called can receive the eternal inheritance God has promised them. For Christ died to set them free from the penalty of the sins they had committed under the first covenant. Hallelujah. So clearly we have established that there was a first covenant or an old covenant. Amen. And now there is a new covenant. Hallelujah. And that new covenant is Christ that lives in us. And that Christ is the center of our lives, i.e. God, the center of our lives. Hallelujah. Now, with that in mind, what are we supposed to do as Christians now that Christ lives in us? And we talked a little bit about Abraham. So Abraham was 75 when God called him. He died when uh, 175 years old. 100 years Abraham walked with God, hallelujah. One thing about Abraham was that God would come to him, God said a covenant with him, God talked to him. And then when Abraham had died and God appeared to his son Isaac, he said, because of my covenant with Abraham, I will bless you. Now, why is that? He said, because Abraham obeyed me, and he did everything that I asked him to do. Hallelujah. So the covenant is two ways. God's part and our part is obedience. Hallelujah. Obedience to the word of God. Hallelujah. Obedience to our part. He can never break his covenant. He is an eternal God. Hallelujah. He will always come through. He will always do his part, no matter what. Hallelujah. No matter what it cost him, he will do it. Hallelujah. For he gave us his son, the ultimate price, how much more fulfilling what he said he would do. Hallelujah. And because of his sacrifice, we have inherited this covenant. Hallelujah. In Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. In Christ Jesus. I have said that we should read, um, when we went home, Colossians was only four chapters to read it. Hallelujah. I hope we all read it. Amen. Amen. So, Christ lives in us. Christ lives in us. Shall we go to Colossians 3? So, as Christ is in us, some of the scriptures, the way they, um, they have it for Colossians 3, the title is Living the New Life. Hallelujah. Living the New Life. Hallelujah. He says, since you have been raised to, to new life with Christ, Set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think. Somebody say think. Say think. He said, think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Hallelujah. The number one, one of the strongest, one of the strongest um, schemes of the devil is thought. Hallelujah. 
one of the strongest schemes of the devil on Christians is the thought of suggestions. He, he, he will drop something in your mind. Hallelujah. And then if you go on with that, you spiral down. Hallelujah. One of the strongest things about the devil is thought. Hallelujah. That is why Paul is writing to the church of Colossae. It's interesting. He never met them. But I believe that this letter, he said that after this letter had been read at Colossae, they should read it in Laodicea. Hallelujah. And then he said, he wrote one to Laodicea, and he said that they should read it in Colossae too. Hallelujah. So what is good for the church of Colossae is good for PRWC Hartford. Hallelujah. In Christ Jesus. Amen. So Paul is telling us that through the, the Holy Spirit through Paul is telling us that we should set our minds on heavenly things. We should set our minds on heavenly things. Christ, this is making God the center of your life. Hallelujah. Set your mind on heavenly things. That is, set your mind on the word of God. Set your mind on Christ Jesus. He said, in him dwelt all the fullness of God. Hallelujah. He is the visible God, right? He, Christ, is the invisible God. That's what we saw in Christ Jesus. So all, and he is the living word. And he said, in the beginning was the word, the word was God, the word was God. You wake up with the word of God. I don't know how many times I have to tell you this. To, to, to wake up with the word of God. Hallelujah. To read a scripture. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That when we wake up, you wake up 15 minutes early than you normally do. And then just read a scripture. Read a scripture. Hallelujah. And then you realize that you're starting with God on your mind. And then you think on the scripture. You meditate on the scripture. Hallelujah. And then that is how you make God the center of your life. For he goes on to say that you have died to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. Hallelujah. And when Christ, who is in your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share all his glory. Hallelujah. The five. Time is far spent. So the five. And we have communion. So I'm going to Hit this with sledge and hammer as quickly as possible. Colossians 3, 5. So he said, So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking, the, the NLT says, lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality. Have nothing to do with impurity. Have nothing to do with lust. And have nothing to do with evil desires. Hallelujah. He said, Don't be greedy. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshipping the things of this world. Have nothing to do with fornication, uncleanliness, inordinate affection. That, that is last. Evil, hey, this word. <laughs> Consupiscence. <laughs> what kind of version is this? <laughs> And covetousness, hallelujah. I will stick to my NLT here. It says that no sexual immorality, no impurity, lust and evil desires. We have to be separate from the world, church of God, hallelujah. Somebody should see us and know that these people, Christ lives in them, hallelujah. We can go on fornicating. We can go on doing the things 
that are not of God. Hallelujah. We have to be pure for the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We can go on lying. We cannot. I will never forget one day that I lied and the Holy Spirit said, you better stop this behavior. It, it was the moment I said no, and the way I was chastised, my goodness. And I said, he, and I remember one of the things the Holy Spirit he said, liars do not inherit the kingdom of God. They don't. There's no lie in heaven. Hallelujah. Just make a conscious effort. I stopped lying, including the white lies. You know, he's my, he's my sister, not my wife type of lies. Right? He's my sister. And Abimelech is like, what, what have you done to us? Hallelujah. Amen. And, and that lie, actually, I think Isaac did the same thing too. Isaac inherited that one too and lied about Sarah, his wife. Hallelujah. But we cannot be one foot here and one foot there. Hallelujah. We have to be for Jesus Christ. We have to be for God. We have to set our minds. So Paul, this, Paul is writing this letter to a church who have been redeemed, who have been saved. But he said, that is why he said, renew your mind. He said, there are certain things because their spirits have been recreated. But there are certain things that is still attached to them. That he said that you have to get rid of it. You have to get rid of it. And the way you get rid of it is obeying the word of God. The way you get rid of it is being, having Jesus on your mind. Hallelujah. The way you get rid of all these things is making God the center of your life. Hallelujah. And he said, because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. So he's talking about the world. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. But now the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Hallelujah. Don't lie to each other. For you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature. Somebody say, put on. Put on your new nature. And be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or, or circumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free, Christ is all that matters. Hallelujah. This is Colossians 3.11. He said, Christ is all that matters, and he lives in all of us. It is about Jesus. When you wake up, it's Jesus. In the afternoon, you think on Jesus. In the evening, you think on Jesus. Hallelujah. You talk to him. You pray to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. It is about Jesus and Jesus alone. That is how you make God the center of our lives. And in the Old Testament, you can see God teaching Abraham. 75-year-old man is called. He obeys. And God starts to teach Abraham faith. You can see he shows him what will happen before it happens. He tells him what will happen before it happens. Hallelujah. And then when it happens, Abraham's faith is building. He shows him that his, his, his descendants would be slaves even before it happened. Hallelujah. Even before he had a son, that was God teaching Abraham faith. Hallelujah. God 
taught him little by little. And ultimately, after he gave him the son, Isaac became the center of his world. And God said, let me see if I am still the center of this man's world. Hallelujah. And he said, sacrifice this son unto me. But Abraham proved to God that he was still the center of his world. Hallelujah. We have to obey the word of God. We have to make this the center of our lives. Hallelujah. We have to stand on this. Hallelujah. I remember being the, it's, it's very bad to be religious and not word-centered. So, I don't know if I said this story before. I grew up in a church. where I went to a church called Bible Believers Fellowship. Um, it was more of works, more so than anything. You know, as a child, um, don't watch television because there's sin on television. <laughs> don't, um, the women can't wear pants. Um, no jewelry. I, 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 grew up in, I, I grew up in it, praying. You know, I had known of God and all that. Praying, and I, whenever I would pray and I would do things, God would honor, I would see my prayers answered. Hallelujah. My prayers were answered. Then I went to medical school. All this time, God doing things in my life. I went to medical school, and I met a Jewish guy. His name was David, David. That's what they call him. And we started talking about scripture. And David upended my religion. Hallelujah. David sowed doubt in my heart as whether Jesus Christ was the Lord and Savior. So now I became confused. And I am sure that, and today I stand here certain as the Holy Spirit has convicted me. At that time, I probably wasn't saved. Hallelujah. I'm saying this so that we are not a religious people, but we are Christ-centered people. Hallelujah. So then now I'm trying to reach God outside of Jesus Christ. Now, you know, I told David, I said, can you, uh, you know, now I'm like, okay, should I stick to the Torah or what do I do? I'm telling you this today. And then I was like, then the Holy Spirit convicted me. And I realized that I did not know Jesus Christ. I had been in the church. I grew up in the church. I don't even remember the first time I went to church because it's probably when I was a little baby. I'd always gone to church. Always gone to church. Sundays, they pack us in the, that time they call it dropping, you know, in Ghana. You take the taxi, you hire a taxi. We all get packed in it. I lived with an aunt. Uh, we lived with an aunt and they would take us to church. And it was works. I'm telling you, works, when it comes to works, don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, I'm telling you, one day my aunt was sick. I remember going to her room, and then for some reason I felt like I should pray for her. I prayed for her, she was healed. Today she still says that if it wasn't me, she would be dead, hallelujah. But then the Lord Jesus said something. He says that, at the day, they will say that, didn't we perform miracles in your name? It is not about miracle performing. Hallelujah. It is about the heart of man and the conviction of the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart. Hallelujah. It is not about the Cornelius religion where he was a devout man. Hallelujah. He did everything right. Hallelujah. But Cornelius was not saved 
until Peter showed up in the house that day. Hallelujah. So, I realized I didn't know the Lord Jesus. So I started to read. Then the Holy Spirit, he, so, so the Spirit of God, at that time, I don't think he was as, as in me. But Gareth, he said that nobody comes to me except through the Father, correct? So I went, to, I went to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I read the four Gospels. I read the four Gospels. I read the four Gospels. And I realized, I, oh my God, I did not know Jesus. I saw the Son of God who was so passionate for the things of God. I saw the Son of God who would not even eat when he was hungry. Just so to save me. Hallelujah. I saw the Son of God who died for my sins. And then first John. Oh, I remember the day I was lying in bed when that scripture spoke to my heart. First John. So you see the difference? I used to read scriptures. But I was reading with my mind. Hallelujah. He said, no one, our fellowship is with the Son and with the Father. Hallelujah. That day I lifted my hands up and I said, Lord Jesus, I am sorry. And I believe that's the day I was truly saved. I don't want you to come to church. I don't want you to be religious. Attendance means nothing. Getting up and coming here means nothing. But taking Christ, eating Christ, drinking Christ, walking Christ, thinking Christ, speaking Christ, that is what it's about. During that time, on the way, I said this some time ago, on the way on Delaware, I remember the day I was going for a medical school interview, a truck got me off the highway. And my car was spinning and spinning and spinning. And it was spinning to the point that I was going to the other lane. And if you know what happens when you end up in the other lane, bam, that's it. So many cars speeding. God delivered me that day. All of a sudden, nothing happened to me. The car stopped, everything was fine. And I strongly believe at that time, if I had died, I probably would have gone to hell. Hallelujah. Hell is real, people, and heaven is real. It is time to take Jesus seriously. It is time for the conviction of the heart, not of works, but of the heart. And when the heart is convicted, the works will come. Hallelujah. It's time to make God the center of our lives. I want to talk into your heart this morning. The most important thing is that we all here meet in heaven. That is the most important thing. Aside all things, that we talk about 585 East Center Street, 179 Woodbridge Street, hallelujah, with Christ Jesus. It is time we take the word of God and we make it our own. Hallelujah. It is time we take the word of God we run with it. Coming here and hearing these stories and philosophy and all that things. There's so much philosophy on YouTube. It drives me crazy. There's so much philosophy on Instagram. It drives me nuts. There's so much philosophy. You hear it, say, this is nonsense. And people like it. A million likes. 
That even gets to me more than anything else. Because somebody would take some water and mix it with dirt and do something and, oh, hey, then we like it. But then it's about the word of God. Knowing that Jesus died for you. That you confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That you accept him into your heart. That you say that, Lord Jesus, I am for you. Do what you want to do with me. You make him the center of your life. You are a member, then you are part of this new covenant. Then you enjoy it. Hallelujah. And then after that, I'm telling you, the theology that I was taught when I was little, it is only the word of God that has delivered me. I, 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 we, we were taught not to speak in tongues. That's the background I came from. But I remember when the Holy Spirit convicted my heart through the word of God. So if I speak in tongues, believe me, it was difficult for me to do that in the beginning. But it is the word, the living Christ. Hallelujah. He is the one who will work in you, for you. I don't know why I went off this tangent, but I hope it blessed somebody this morning. Hallelujah. I hope somebody realizes that we are not here to do religion. We are not here as Pharisees. Hallelujah. And that is what drove the Lord Jesus crazy, is these Pharisees. They are separate in the room, and when they come out, then they walk pious and holy, like they are something. But then in their heart, evil men, don't be a Pharisee. Be for Jesus. Let Jesus be Jesus to you. Hallelujah. Let Jesus be your Lord. From here on, be serious about Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of God. Be serious about him. He will always bring you to the Father. Hallelujah. He will always connect you to the Father. He said, let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful heart. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shall we be on our feet? I just want us to reflect. Just reflect on the message. Hallelujah. Just reflect on the message. Young people here, just reflect on the message. It is Jesus who will take you. I tell you, some of the things, that, the decisions, that, some of the choices 